Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello and welcome to episode number 181 of the Draft Analyst, presented by the Believe Sports Podcast Network. Do you believe? I'm your host, Chris Tripodi, and with me, as always, is Tony Pauline. We have another great guest for all of you this week with Virginia Tech running back Khalil Herbert joining the show. We'll talk to him about his graduate transfer from Kansas and how COVID-19 affected his offseason over at Virginia Tech, his experiences at both the Senior Bowl and his Pro Day, and something we really haven't gotten the chance to talk to anybody about yet, the regional combine medical exams in the second week of April. And Herbert did receive an invite to the combine and more importantly this year, the combine medical exams, because what that does is that whittles down sort of the group of combine invitees that scouts are really interested in. And, you know, Herbert's a guy who, you know, you talk about a late bloomer, had some minor success at Kansas, went to Virginia tech, played better and better each week, more of a, uh, running back that's going to be a zone gap type of guy or a zone system type of guy terrific speed terrific burst outstanding uh, hands out of the backfield uh not the strongest guy in the world but you know during senior bowl uh, blocking drills held his own and got better as the week went on now we'll get to this week's show in just a minute but first a word from our newest sponsor i don't sleep well but I'm really good at staying awake and staring at my ceiling. So I'm always looking for new ways to keep it together. My head hits the pillow and bam, my mind races to what I didn't do, what I need to do, what I should do, yada, yada, yada. Relatable? Yeah, it sucks. Fortunately, Sunday Scaries makes products specifically for overthinkers and night owls like me. Sunday Scaries CBD gummies help you decompress, clear your head, and fall asleep so you can actually wake up a fully functioning human being. And there's no risk to buy. The company offers a 100% lifetime money-back guarantee. If the product's not for you, that's okay. You'll get your money back. After all, Sunday Scaries is in the stress-relieving business, not the stress-causing business. Don't believe me? We got you 25% off to prove it. Visit sundayscaries.com and use promo code TONY, T-O-N-Y, for your discount. That's promo code Tony for 25% off at sundayscaries.com. They're amazing and you won't regret joining their squad. Now it's our pleasure to welcome onto today's show, running back Khalil Herbert from Virginia Tech. Khalil, welcome to the Draft Analyst and thank you so much for joining us. Oh man, I appreciate you having me on the show today. Khalil, this is Tony Pauline. Thanks so much. Congratulations on what was a fantastic season, really after being uh, someone that uh, no one really thought about as far as uh, NFL draft uh, prospect was concerned, but you really uh, blew it up this year. So your timing was right on. Yeah, definitely. You know, just a big shout out to Virginia Tech, um, the coaches, the staff, everybody involved, my teammates uh, helped me have a great year this last year. All right. And we'll kind of start from the beginning here. You went to high school in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Did you play any sports there besides football? Yeah, I ran track. I ran the 100, the 200, the 400, all the relays. But uh, down here, you got to run track. Um, Any sport you play, you got to run track. 
I got to ask you, as Chris is rolling his eyes on his side of the computer, I'm a track guy myself. In fact, I, I trained for the Olympic decathlon for 12, uh, 11 years. So you were a 100, 200, 400 meter guy. What was your 100 meter best? What was your best mark on the 100 meters? Because you're pretty fast on film. <laughs> uh, best time was 10.64. I ran that at Florida Relays. Uh, Florida Relays, of course, uh, track fans know that. That's one of the biggest meets uh, uh really entering the season open actually opens up the season. How about your 400 time? I ran 48.5. Really? Now, yeah. were you re- recruited by any schools for track and field with the 48.5 uh, 400? I don't think so. I, not that I know of. I don't, I don't remember getting any offers for track. Got it. Now, speaking of schools, I know you had offers from Florida schools like Florida Atlantic, Florida International. You even had Mississippi State and the SEC. Did you consider any of those schools and what made your, you know, what was part of the decision to go from Fort Lauderdale to uh, Kansas? Yeah, I considered those schools, but I really wanted to get out of Florida. Um, you know, Kansas offered me in there one of my, they're my first power five offer. Uh, so I took my visit there and, you know, the opportunity to play right, right away was there. Um, and, you know, I just wanted to take the visit, took, took the visit, committed, um, and then the rest was history. Now, once you got to Kansas, you did get some spot duty as a freshman, but first real role came in your sophomore season. You rushed for 663 yards on 120 carries. 291 of those yards, though, came in one game. I'm sure you remember the game against West Virginia. Had you ever run for that many yards in a game, including high school? And what was the feeling like during that one when you're running that hot? Um, I never ran for that many many yards in one game, but um, I just remember feeling like I could keep. I was still going to be able to go like I was feeling really hot all, all game long so I felt like you know I could have got 50 plus carries and still been going so but that was a crazy game um, still can't believe I did that one now I give you credit for going to Kansas because the Kansas program has, has struggled literally for the past 15 years two questions first is you know what's the culture like around the program like Kansas when you know Winning is sometimes the exception to the rule, and I hate to put it like that. Um, it was it was a it was a I don't know how to explain it, but um, every year we kind of were rebuilding and trying to make it like a new era. Um, you know, the new guys that came in in my class, I think we did a really good job of just establishing establishing a new culture. By the time we left there, um, but every year it was kind of a rebuilding process. Um, and just getting guys on board and trying to just change the culture of uh, losing. What do you think of the recent developments or situations surrounding University of Kansas? And I'm specifically talking about the, uh, you know, the departure of head coach Les Miles for uh, circumstances which date back to his days at LSU. Yeah, it was crazy to see um, all that come out. And, you know, a lot of people are getting fired and losing their jobs, but um I know Coach Jones, and I know he's going to do a great job there of getting the guys in the right position. And, you know, I'm excited to see what he does. Now, in 2019, you played in four games, and then you made a pretty late decision to sit out that fifth game to preserve your redshirt. Now, it later came out, you said that your plan was to return to Kansas in 2020, but you ended up graduate transferring to Virginia Tech. What are you kind of able to tell us about the details of kind of that decision and and how everything went down? Yeah, so... I could just tell you that, you know, I had the conversation with my position coach and coach Miles, but um, once I decided to register, um, you know, the decision wasn't taken um, too kindly. 
So ended up having to transfer. But, um, you know, when I first made the decision, I wanted to come back the next year um, after everything was figured out. You know, we had a new offense coordinator uh, that got fired halfway through the year. So we're trying to figure out a lot of stuff offensively. Um, but after I made that decision, you know, he didn't really like the decision and ended up transferring. Were you considering any other schools to transfer to other than Virginia Tech? Yeah, I had a couple I was going to take visits to, but VT was my was the first school I took visit to. Um, and they pretty much had everything that I was looking for um, in my next destination. Uh, you know, they had everybody coming back except for their running back. So it was literally perfect. They went to 27 straight bowl games and I wanted to go to a bowl game really bad. So they had everything I was looking for. So it, it just made sense not to keep taking other visits and just get ready to go there. So you just shut it down right after that, and you were just like, all right, I'm going to Virginia Tech. Sorry to the other schools I was planning to go to. Yeah, basically, basically. Um, that was, I was after I visited, it was, it was a done deal. And so you mentioned kind of really wanting to play in a bowl game and, and kind of, you know, enjoy that level of success that gets teams to the bowl. Was a lot of that um, kind of driven by what you went through while you were at Kansas? Definitely, definitely. You know, especially coming out of high school, went to a very – winning high school was a very winning high school program um so when I got to Kansas you know I didn't win too many games I think I won eight games uh in four years so going to VT definitely just having some winning and some success and going to a bowl game was something that I really wanted to be a part of and really wanted to do now another potential reason you can obviously correct me if I'm wrong here but um you know sharing time with Puka Williams at Kansas um then going to Virginia Tech you had more of a role on your own but kind of tell us about Puka, because you did play over a season with him, a little more than a season. What can you kind of tell us about his game and, and what it was like sharing the backfield with him? Yeah, it was fun sharing the backfield with Puka. You know, our coach would make us compete literally every play. Uh, so we'd kind of – our rotation was if you got tackled by the first person, um, just go ahead and come to the sideline. So we'd be competing uh, during the game, trying to, you know, make the first guy miss, uh, go make big plays, and it kind of helped us – I believe it helped us become really good backs. Uh, but it was fun playing with him. You know, he taught me so many type of different moves that I never even, you know, thought were possible. But just uh, being able to practice with him and, and play with him, you know, uh, I still talk to him this day. It's like a brother to me. Um, and, you know, he, he makes some big plays that I've never seen possible ever before. So He taught you some things. Is there anything that you taught him? Uh, yeah, actually, I said I taught him some stuff, too. Uh, you know, just take – I'm, you know, more taking care of your body, um, you know, in the weight room, in the film room. Um, that was kind of my role as the older guy on the team. So just teaching them all that stuff to be a pro, um, you know, the right way to go about doing things. So Now you tell us what you thought of the Les Miles situation. You told us that uh, you still keep in touch with Puka Williams. Is there anyone else from Kansas that you still keep in contact with? Yeah, um, Kwame Lasseter. Um, a lot, everybody else has either graduated last year, but a lot of the guys that were in my graduating class, Bryce Tordain and Hakeem Adenogy, um, Kyle Mayberry, some of them have transferred to other places too, but um, those guys I still talk to every day. Now, Adenogy specifically, uh, you know, we saw him at the Senior Bowl. Um, you know, have you talked to him about kind of what post-college life is like, you know, still in the game of football? Yeah, um, I call him anytime I need advice, just especially when I was going to the Senior Bowl. Um you know, before they canceled the combine, just what the whole process was like, you know, when I needed advice on uh, 
what to look for in agents. Um, you know, he's definitely helped me um, throughout this whole process and somebody, you know, I came into college with him. So we've just grown and bonded and, you know, I could call him for anything. So he's definitely helped me a lot. Now, while you were at Kansas, who would you say was the most difficult defense that you had to go up against in the Big 12 or elsewhere? The most difficult defense? i say 2017. What was it, 2017? Yeah, 2017 uh, when I played against TCU. They had a defense that was crazy. Like, <laughs> they were stacked all over the place, but they uh, had a, a crazy, de- crazy good defense. Couple guys that are now on NFL rosters, and, and a couple guys that you know in a month from now will be like yourself uh, drafted to play on the NFL rosters in 2021. That TCU defense. Yeah, yeah. You commit to Virginia Tech in December of 2019. A few months after that, we have the COVID pandemic. Everything shut down. What's it like for Khalil Herbert? You know, all of a sudden he transfers to a new program and things are locked down. I think people are sent home. What was the situation like for you personally? Yeah, it was a crazy situation, man. Like just going from Kansas to VT, I just got there in January, just started winter workouts. Um, we went home that first week of March for spring break. And when we came back, we were supposed to start spring ball, but we never got to come back. So just having to go through no spring ball, no, no summer workouts, uh, half winter workouts was tough. Um, and then hearing that, you know, possibly there's not going to be a season uh, made it even tougher. But when I was home, I just kept working out. Uh, our coaches had us on Zoom calls all the time. So we were learning playbooks. So we're kind of doing spring ball just without being on the field. But we're, we're, in, we're in meetings every day. Um, so that was basically the same. That was basically all I did was just work out and Zoom calls and then just be ready. And we came back in July and then got ready for the season. Now, speaking of no spring ball and, and having to do everything over Zoom, you know, what, if anything, were you actually able to do with your new teammates uh, during that time, you know, for bonding and stuff like that? And did you even really have the chance to know them or get to know them like you would have in a normal offseason? Not not too much. Um, the Zoom calls, you know, when we had team meetings, we were, we were able to talk like 10, 15 minutes before the meetings on the Zoom calls. But I'd say most of the bonding I had with my teammates came in that January, February, just in winter workouts. Um, you know, we hung out a lot. Um, and that was, I, I'd say that that's when I bonded most of my teammates. Now, when the lockdown hit, were you at on the Virginia Tech campus or were you back in Florida? No, I was, I was back in Florida. We, we all had just went home for spring break. So everybody was all over the country. <laughs> and then uh, we had spring break for two weeks. So, and then it just never stopped. Now, how did you train back in, you know, you, you said that you trained, what, what was part of your training? Did you go back to your high school track and field training or what, what in fact did you do? Yeah. So I worked with the same guy I worked with uh, for my training just now for pro day. Uh, Mike Smith and D2D Performance, um, a bunch of us from Heritage all work out with him. So we kind of all were just working out with him, going to hills, going to fields. Uh, he had a setup for us in his garage. Um, and, you know, we made the most of it, uh, but help, definitely helped us stay strong and stay in shape. Now, you weren't the only graduate transfer on the Virginia Tech roster this year. Also, Raheem Blackshear came over from Rutgers. Can you tell us a little bit about him and what it was like playing the season with him? Yeah, that's my roommate. But, um, you know, Raheem does – he was my roommate at, at VTU. He does some amazing things on the field. 
um, out the backfield with the ball in his hands. Um, you know, we had to make 21 personnel. So it's both of us on the field at the same time just to, you know, keep the defense guessing. But, you know, I know he's going to have a great year this year, uh, break out and, and do some things that he used to do at Rutgers. So I'm excited to see what he does. Now, how did you end up becoming roommates? Is that just you were both grad transfers, so they kind of put you together? Or how did that kind of come about? <laughs> um, I'd say that since we, like, during over quarantine, uh, the running backs were always on Zoom calls, so we are always talking. So i say from that, and then we got back in June, um, and both of our leases ended, so we're just looking for, um, you know, me and him were in the same boat, and we always were talking to each other because uh, we're trying to learn the playbook. So we just ended up bonding like that and, you know, became roommates. And we ended up adding Hendon, adding Hendon to our room too. Uh, so it kind of worked out just fine. And we moved through the summer and some of the major conferences, the Pac-12, the Big Ten, announced they're canceling the season. You know, Trevor Lawrence of the ACC's out there with Let Us Play because he wants to uh, he wants to start the season on time. He he's, he's one of the leaders of the movement, as are some of the other uh, some of the other players. Justin Fields was another guy. What were your feelings about the ACC's decision to start the season and start it on time when a lot of the other uh, conferences were either canceling or delaying their seasons? Was there apprehension? Was it a sense of relief? When the when you found that the ACC is like you know we're starting on time and, and we're going to plow ahead and we'll just adjust, but what was Khalil Herbert thinking and feeling? I was excited. Um, I was very happy that I had transferred into the ACC, uh, just because I, I knew I was going to get a full season um, and a full what we play eleven games to show to showcase my talents. Um, so I was excited. You know, I was just ready to get things started, um, and you know, I was just hoping I didn't catch COVID and staying healthy throughout the season. But I was, I was excited and I was happy that they did what they did. And obviously we talked about no spring ball. You mentioned no summer camp. What was August like, um, you know, without summer camp and kind of normal activities? It was, it was a lot of learning. Um, ball camp was, wasn't the same type of ball camp it's been before. Um, it was a lot more learning, um, a lot of things that you had to do on your own just to make sure um, – that you knew what you're doing going into practice because as soon as you got to practice, um, things are rolling. So making sure you knew what you were doing, um, you know, talking, getting whoever, getting with whoever with you got to get with to know the plays, to know what you're doing on this install day. Um, but it was just a lot of learning. I'm going to kind of put you in a spot here. I want to know, compare the talent level of the defenses you faced this year in the ACC compared to the defenses you used to face in the Big 12 in Kansas. <laughs> I'd say at Kansas, um, I think the ACC had better defenses. But at, at in the Big 12, I say the safeties and corners are a lot faster. Um, but the ACC has a better front seven. But I think ACC had uh, better defenses. Interesting. The ACC, uh, we, we've had uh, a couple of first-round picks come out of Clemson. Obviously, Celeb Farley, who didn't play this year, Virginia Tech. Uh, Boston College always comes up once, so that's an interesting, uh, interesting take. Glad, glad I asked the question. Got to cover all those fast receivers in the Big 12, Tony. They, yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> now, Khalil, did you ever expect in your wildest dreams to have the type of season that you had in 2020? Yeah, I definitely did. Um, it's something I always worked for, um, you know, just being ready for when the opportunity came, but. I definitely expected that kind of season. You know, I, I expected us to go win the ACC. 
and to go to a big bowl game. So I feel like if we would have did those things, I would have had the season um, that I had, or if not better. But I definitely expected that going into the year. Considering that you said the ACC has better front seven players, who was the toughest defense you faced in 2020? I say Miami. Um, their their D line was crazy, um, but that was definitely the toughest defense we played. I'd say. Now, one of the few off season events that did end up moving forward was the Senior Bowl. Kind of mentioned it briefly before. Where were you when you found out that you got an invite to the Senior Bowl? <laughs> I was. Where was I? I think I was in the car. I had just left the, um, my tutor's office um, and Coach Fuente had called me. No, I was in the, I was in my tutor's office and Coach Fuente had called me um, and he's like, come to my office. I have something for you. So I'm like, hmm, I wonder what it is. Um, so I ended up leaving, walked down and he gives me the, the, the letter envelope from the senior bowl. Um, so I remember that like it was yesterday, but I was I was super excited. It's definitely something I, I was trying to get an invite to. And, you know, I was very grateful to get an invite to be down there with some of the best guys um, in college football. So, no, I, I was for, fortunate enough to be at the senior bowl practices again this year for the since I've been to all senior bowl practices since 2000 and COVID wasn't going to stop me. Uh, you played on the same team as Whitewater offensive lineman Quinn Miners, who was, <laughs> a, star, <laughs> you see, yeah. I was a star that week or a yeah. star of the show that week. Uh, what can you tell us about playing behind Big Quinn? Oh, he was fun to play with. I just I remember in the huddles, uh, he'd always have his stomach out. And I was like, I'm wondering, I'm like, man, like, because it was kind of cold some of those days at practice. It was windy. And I'm like, you're not cold? He's like, nah, I'm loving this. And he's, uh, he's like, feel my belly. It's full of sweat. Uh, <laughs> so I just remember that from him. But he was, he was fun to play with. He's from Wisconsin. The, the weather we experienced in Alabama was like tropical for him. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, I'm coming from South Florida, so it was a little cold to me. But, nah, he was, he was, he was fun. Tony, do you remember what he said when you asked him if he had a special diet to get that look? Uh, I do not. <laughs> Mind us. No, I, I don't remember either. I was legit asking. Uh, so back to kind of on the field here for you, Khalil. Which quarterback, because obviously with running backs, you know, no contact and, you know, it's, it's a tougher place to maybe evaluate the running back position than it is at other spots. But passing down drills are a big part of playing running back at the senior bowl. Which quarterback would you say threw the most catchable ball of the week? Um, it had to be, I say Ian book him and, uh, him and Sam did a really great job of just giving us balls, um, that we could work with. So. Let me ask you during the one-on-one drills, uh, both the blocking as well as the passing drills, who was the toughest linebacker you faced all week at the senior ball? I don't remember his name exactly, but he, he was the linebacker from Purdue. Derek uh, Barnes. Yeah. Derek Barnes. Yeah. He yep. was, he was solid in both of those. Surprised me a lot. Good player. Had a good pro day a couple of weeks ago. Thanks for the segue, Tony. Uh, Khalil, your pro day last Friday, March 26th, ran the 40 under 4'5 at 5'9", 210 pounds, a sub 7'3 cone, and 22 reps on the bench as well. Now, those numbers look great. Did you accomplish everything that you personally wanted to? Yeah, uh, those are all the goals I set myself uh, to achieve when I started training in January. I did want to run under 4'4". That was the only thing, but, you know, I'll take the 4-4-4. But, um, you know, I, I hit everything I wanted to hit, so I was excited, and I felt like I got a good day. Virginia Tech has two guys that are going to go in the first round, one who didn't play, Celeb Farley, and then another guy 
who was opening up very large holes for you and sealing open and running lanes in Christian Darasaw, the left tackle, who I expect to be a mid-first-round pick. What can you tell us about Darasaw? Darasaw, he was fun to play with. Um, he's the, one of the most athletic linemen I've ever played behind. But uh, when we get in the game, he has this mindset. Like, he'd look at me in the huddle or – if we're running outside zone his way or screen his way, he's like, all right, just follow me. Like, this is going to be a touchdown. And sure enough, it would be. But, um, you know, he was a great O-lineman to run behind. He set up some holes that, you know, a truck could run through. Uh, but, no, nah, he was fun to play behind. Now, you got an invite to the regional combine medicals that are being held in the second week of April. What do you know about what that process is going to look like for you and, and maybe anybody else who was invited as well? I have no idea. I'm still, <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out what they're gonna have us do. But uh, all I know is that uh, I just have to go up there, and I'm up there for two days. So they're not giving you any advance information or anything outside of be here at this time and this day, and you know we'll tell you then. Yeah, all I've gotten so far is uh, they've asked for an address to send a COVID test to, so I guess they can get rapid COVID tests before we go up, and then uh, they're just asking uh, what airport we want to fly out to and fly out from and return to that's all i've got well i mean the good news is uh, you know if they invited you to the combine and you have no past medical issues correct yeah that's right if they invited you to the combine that means they think you're going to be a top 100 selection uh, because they want to get as much information uh, the guys who, who are medically clean and are invited, they want to get as much information as possible if they're going to use an early selection on them. So, uh, you know, you go there, you, you pass all your medical tests, and it's just in part a victory that you received the invitation to go to not only the combine on a usual year, but a combine this year because it means that they're very interested in you and they want to, you know, cross those T's and dot those I's from a medical point of view to make sure that everything adds up. Uh, if they're going to use take a take you sometime during the second day of the draft. Yeah, uh, I didn't even think about it like that. That's that's definitely something to think about now. Uh, so I guess it's a good thing. <laughs> Was that maybe a goal that you had? Something you were thinking as far as you know what your draft ceiling could be, or is that something that you really hadn't given much thought? I hadn't really given much thought. You know, I was just going to let the chips fall where they may. But um, you know, the earlier the better. I'm not complaining. I'll make sure I reach out to your agent, Samantha, and let her know uh, what's going on as far as the combine invites are concerned. I actually sat with her on, uh, I think, the second day of senior world practices. We were sitting together watching you on, on Tuesday. Uh, no, Wednesday was the second day of senior world practices. Uh, one of the, the nicer days when it wasn't too windy out. So I'll get her up to speed on that. All right. <laughs> Sounds good. Well, Khalil, that's all we've got for you tonight. Thank you so much for joining the show and best of luck with those medical exams and obviously on draft night. Thank you. Appreciate you guys having me, man. It was a, it was a blast being on here. Khalil, thanks so much. Congratulations on a great season and, and, and the senior bowl invite. Uh, I thought you were one of the best backs there. Really showed a complete game. Impressed the way you came out and competed every single day. And uh, I know wherever you, wherever you end up selected, uh, come April, uh, you're going to be, you can do a good job for everybody at the next level. So good luck uh, on draft day. More importantly, good luck moving forward with your NFL career. Thank you. Appreciate you, man. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. March madness is upon us. Uh, in fact, March madness is coming to the end here. 
Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. So head to the website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Now, Tony, real good chat with Khalil there. You could tell he was having a lot of fun talking to us, and obviously we were having just as much fun, you know, kind of chatting it up and, and talking to him. What was the biggest thing for you that stood out from that interview? Well, first to start off, he ran a 48, what do you say, 48.5 in the 400 meters in high school. That That is a heck of a time. That tells you that guy's got some, not only acceleration, but he's got some carrying speed, which he shows on film because – I mean, if you watched uh, Herbert on film, he was a guy that was prone to picking up big chunks of yardage from the line of scrimmage. You know, it, it seems that he's a good teammate. You know, he's a loyal guy, talk, keeping in touch with all the guys from Kansas, the way he talked about Christian Darius, or the way he talked about Quinn Miners. I mean, I mentioned Quinn Miners' name, and he got a chuckle right away from, uh, from Khalil. So he seems that someone who, you know, he's got it all together, Obviously, he put it all together on the football field this year, which is going to result in, I believe, you know, a, a relatively high draft of choice. I've got him right now as a third rounder. I don't think he goes any any later than round four. And now, obviously, you know, being invited to the medical exams and being considered as a potential top 100 pick, you know, you look at this year's running back class and you have Najee Harris and Travis Etienne at the top. And then you have Javante Williams as, you know, the third back off the board, people talking about, um, you know, going, you know, no later than the top 40 or so. And then there's kind of a lull might not be another running back drafted until the third round. So if Khalil Herbert is getting top 100 looks from NFL teams, and it's obvious that he is, I mean, there's a definite chance here that, you know, he's one of the first five running backs selected this year. Whereas, you know, you look at last year's draft and you had five guys going in the top 50 or 60 picks. You know, the thing is the Khalil Herberts of the world, the guys who've got decent size, but are very quick, have a great burst, can catch the ball out of the backfield they are more and more in desire or more desirable to NFL teams. You know, the, the gap, uh, the zone, the zone system runners, as opposed to the power gap guys, the guys who can strictly run downhill and, and barrel over people. And because they can do more things because they're versatile backs, you can put them on the field on first down and hand them the ball uh, as a carry. You can put them on field on third and five and throw them the ball to the backfield. So, you know, a well-rounded guy that's got the dimensions, the speed and the quickness of Khalil Herbert is more and more in tune with what the NFL wants uh, with their running backs. Yeah. I mean, you have, you know, a handful of backs these days that, you know, get into that like 20 to 25 touch range. And then after that, you have a bunch of guys that are size like Khalil Herbert. I mean, five, nine, two, ten. you know, as you said, well-built, maybe he doesn't have that 215 to 220 pound frame um, that, you know, you'd want for like a true workhorse back, but those guys are really few and far between in the league today. I mean, you know, the NFL is filled with Khalil Herberts who have enough size that they're not going to get overmatched, whether it's blocking, um, whether it's, you know, injuries or whatever it may be but have a versatile game so that the offense is disguising what they want to do. It's not, you put this guy on the field and it's a run play. You put this guy on the field and they're not going to hand it off to him. No, you can put Khalil Herbert back there in the backfield and you can do anything with him. You can run him out on routes. You can keep him in the block. You can run the ball with him either up the middle outside, give it to him on draws. I mean, he gives you a lot of versatility and you know, that's something that NFL offenses really thrive with these days. And especially in a passing league, you know, a guy like Herbert who can quickly get out into the pass route and then create afterwards when the ball in his hand becomes that much more valuable. 
Now, before we sign off, we want to give a brief moment to talk about eBay. Whether rare dead stock or the latest release, find the exact shoe you're looking for. As the original sneakers marketplace, eBay is the place to go to cop the pair you've been eyeing. With eBay's authenticity guarantee, your sneakers are meticulously inspected by independent professional authenticators. A team of experienced sneaker authenticators verify the box, logo, stitching, and dozens of other inspection points. Each sneaker also receives an authenticity guarantee tag that includes a digital stamp of authenticity, and it also protects sellers with a verified return process. And for sneaker sellers out there, eBay has eliminated selling fees on sneakers $100 and above, making it free to sell or flip your collection. Go to ebay.com slash sneakers today. eBay, the world's best destination for discovering great value and unique selection. And that's it for the 181st episode of The Draft Analyst, presented by Bet Online and the Believe Sports Podcast Network. Do you believe? If you're enjoying the show, please subscribe on any of the major podcast platforms and leave us a rating and a review. And feel free to ask us any questions and provide any feedback you may have as well. Special thanks go out to Khalil Herbert for joining the show today. And we'll be back next week with more on the 2021 NFL Draft. Until then, for Tony Pauline, this is Chris Cody. Good night. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the new Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S.com, code SUPER24.